Hey, this is Max, and welcome back to the Rona System Podcast. So we're back again, another quick hits. This time I'm actually leaving the uh, the rock climbing gym that I go to. For those of you that don't know, I uh, I rock climb on top of doing jujitsu, and you know it's it's a lot of fun. If you haven't done it before, I highly recommend it. You know, it's it's great fun. It's a great way to stay in shape, and I mean it's it, it can get pretty intense. You know, if if you it's one of those things where you get what you put into it, and you know it's it's there's a lot of sort of crossover between jujitsu and rock climbing. You know, obviously the, the most apparent thing, especially if you've done either is grip strength. You know, there's a lot of grip involvement in rock climbing, obviously, because, you know, a lot of people think you're just going to be pulling yourself up constantly, but there's a lot of uh, feet mechanics as well, which I'll talk about. But first and foremost, the grip that you need for both rock climbing and jujitsu is, is very, Similar. Obviously, rock climbing is going to be way more intense. I generally, I tend to do bouldering more. It's a subset of rock climbing where you're not actually using a rope. And generally, you know, you're on a wall or you're on the rock boulder. That's the reason they call it bouldering is because typically it was done on giant boulders. But, you know, it's going to be no more than 10, 15, sometimes, sometimes about 20 feet in the air. But that's very rare. But generally, yeah, it's about you know, 10 feet in the air. I think that's about average. And I enjoy it better. It's it's more intense. It's definitely more t- taxing. But you can do it on your own. You know, you can go really anywhere to Boulder. Um, and it's, it's really, there is a lot of grip involvement. And I've gotten actually a few compliments. And you know, I've really started to uh, get into, you know, and train and, and, and go to the rock climbing place more often over the past year, year and a half. And I've gotten, you know, compliments in jiu-jitsu from people saying that my, my grip is just incredibly hard to break. And obviously, I, I mean, not obviously, but more than likely, I, I attribute that to rock climbing, to bouldering. Because, again, you know, it's very intensive with the grips, with the hands. Um, one of the most, I guess, infamous of the grips, types of grips, is called a crimp. Essentially, it's just your fingertips, you know, and it's incredibly difficult to hold on to those. And the higher up you get in the levels, you know, in rock climbing, they have certain grades and ratings that they put so that people know like, okay, this route or this this uh, problem, as they call it, is for beginners or for intermediates or advanced even. But the higher up you get, the more crimps you're going to see. But there's also another type of hold that I think has increased my grip strength even more. And those are slopers. Slopers, it's a slope. That's that's the grip. That's what you're holding on to. You're holding on to a round, generally round object, sometimes even almost flat. That's a sloper. Now those will really test your grip. You know, the crimps, you're really kind of adding in a, like a pull force almost. But with slopers, it's more of a push. You know, you really got to force yourself, force your hand into the wall. And that, I think, has increased my grip strength even more. You know, I'm a, I'm a bigger fan of slopers than I am of crimps just because I have small, or they're small grips and I have big hands, is what I was going to say. But um, another hidden aspect, I guess, in the sort of cross-training of jiu-jitsu and rock climbing is that in rock climbing, a big factor of your success is going to be how well you can control your hips. The most common attribute of that is what I like to say, f- fucking the wall. 
you know, it's really what it is. You really want to force your hips into the wall and that's going to help you do a lot better with all of your clients. That's something a lot of people, especially when they first start out, don't think about is putting their hips against the wall. Uh, not just like front wise, you know, your pelvis, but also sometimes your side, you know, sometimes your, the, your butt, like one butt cheek or the other butt cheek, right? You're going to be putting some form of like some angle of your hip against the wall. And that's a necessity to be able to climb better. You know, it's, it's more of an advanced principle. And especially, again, as you get higher in the grades, you're going to see more of those body mechanic requirements where you need to understand where to put your hips and where to put your weight, right? Because your hips is generally where your center of mass is. And the closer you can get it to the wall, the easier your climb is going to be. Very similar in jiu-jitsu. Because in jiu-jitsu, if you want to get better positioning on your opponent, if you want to get into a better position if you want to be able to control them better and not have them control you as well you need to understand not only where your hips should go where your center of mass should go but where theirs should be that's another aspect of of sort of the cross training where i think it might be a little bit more essential for you to do rock climbing if you want to increase your grip strength but it's a little bit more essential to do jiu-jitsu if you want to increase your hip mobility and your hip strength or, or at least your hip awareness because in jiu-jitsu, that's, that's like a prime factor of your success. When we warm up in jiu-jitsu, a lot of times from what I've seen, not just jiu-jitsu, but a lot of grappling arts, or elite, I mean, every fight art in general, really, there's a lot of hip involvement. There's a lot of understanding of how your hips should move and where they should be and all this other stuff, et cetera, et cetera, right? You know, that's the cross-training there where you, you get benefits from either side to improve one, right? Like if you want to get better jujitsu, you should be doing some form of rock climbing. At least that's that's in my opinion, right? If you have the time for it. Um, and a third thing, a third thing that I, I think is even less thought of and even more underrated is mentality. Mentality and, you know, kind of attached to that endurance, physical endurance and mental endurance. Because, you know, when you're doing jujitsu, and you really want to work hard at it, if you really want to get good at it, there's sort of a mentality of kill or be killed, right? Where you need to be in the better position and you need to be the one applying the submissions, not defending them, not do, you know, you, you want to be the one winning. Now with rock climbing, uh, any form you do, whether it be, you know, uh, top roping when you're using a rope or uh, bouldering where you're, there's no rope, either way, you have two options. You finish or you fail. Right. And what that means is you either get to the top, you get to the finishing hold or you fall. Right. You fall off the wall and then you start all over. And that's taxing, time consuming and frustrating. So there's a mentality, again, of where it's essentially like a very similar to kill or be killed where, you know, it builds this aspect of I need to I need to push myself. I need to get this right. Or like a mentality of like not letting a failure stop you from continuing on, right? If you if if you fall off the wall, you're gonna try again. If you get tapped out in jujitsu, you're gonna try again. If you don't feel that, either you've been doing it too much and you need to take a step back, or you need to humble yourself, right? And speaking of humility, there's another aspect of cross crossover because I've said it before. People have said it many times before jiu-jitsu will humble your ass because it's very hard to fake being good at it it's very hard to get on the mats and face down someone that's 
really much better than you, or better than you just by a little bit, better than you in general. If they beat you, it humbles you. If someone that you in your mind think is less than you, like not as good, not as experienced than you, and they beat you, that's even an, that's an even harder hit to your ego, right? And I've had that. You know, I've had times when I've been tapped by purple belts, blue belts, white belts even. And I just say, oh, shit, well, I need to get better, right? There's no harm done because I've been doing it so long. There's less of an ego, right? There's there's a humility to it. You know, you, you get your ass humbled. Now, it's very similar with rock climbing and bouldering where, again, it's finish or fail. And when you fail multiple times, it hurts. It sucks. But then, you know, especially for me, you know, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm like jacked or anything or ripped or very athletic looking, but I'm, you know, I'm decently built. I feel like I'm pretty strong, right? And I've said it before, but when I see these guys and girls that are just small, unassuming, you know, if you saw them in daily public life, you wouldn't think anything of them. But they can climb some of the most intense routes that I can't even start. You know, there's there's some routes, some problems where it's like it it's it sucks to even look at because you're like, there's no way in hell I can do that. And then they hop on and they do it as a warm up. Right. That's when it sucks. That's going to humble your ass because you're no matter how good you get, you will never be that good. Right. It's it's like my motto that I always like to say is you're never going to get good. You're only going to get better. Very similar here. You know, it's you're never going to be at the highest level unless you like you're gifted. Right. And at least that's that's how I want to think about it. I'm not I'm not gifted at rock climbing. I'm not gifted. at So I've just been working hard at it. And so. You know, there's there's again, there's just so much crossover in those. Um and that's for the mental side. The physical side, obviously, is jujitsu is going to be way more conditioning based. You know, there's going to be a lot of explosive movement, a lot of continuous explosive movement where you're going to be really taxing your heart rate. You're going to be pushing yourself to your limits. Not so much in rock climbing, or at least most people wouldn't think that. But there's endurance training as well. You know, you, you can climb up, climb down, climb up, climb down on easy routes. And that, that'll that'll tax you for sure. There are some routes where when you're climbing it, it'll push you to your limits because especially if you really want to go for it instead of just taking, you know, sort of the easy way out where you're constantly doing like your familiars, your regular routes, things you're comfortable with. You got to put yourself in uncomfortable positions to really sort of feel that out and, and really feel that physical stamina and endurance. Uh, not only that. You know, your forearms should be burning with a tough session of rock climbing. But there's another thing to it is that I've started to feel it in my calves because I'm using my legs more. And that's another sort of uh, advanced concept is constantly using your legs. You'll see a lot of beginners and a lot of intermediates when they first start out. And even when when I'm climbing sometimes, I just kind of revert back to using oh, I'm on a wall, I got to get up, so let me just pull up, right, or push up. Whereas you should be using your feet to get yourself in a better position so you're not doing that as much. You know, and 
just to transition off of that as well is body positioning on, on top of hip mechanics and hip awareness body positioning is another major factor like i was there earlier today and there's a couple of guys that were newer and you know they they'd asked me you know I was, I was working in with them just sort of uh doing some routes and they had asked me you know can you can you show us how to do this one and it was a simple fact of they weren't positioning their body correctly that was it you know as soon as they fixed that positioning it became easier as soon as they fixed this little turn of the hips and a little swing of the leg to the opposite side they were able to get it much better than before so those sort of techniques those sort of uh aspects of of climbing and jiu-jitsu really you know again there's a correlation there where where if you improve one you'll improve the other and in jiu-jitsu it's very much the same where you have like uh sometimes i'll have lower belts or even like mid mid to high belts where they're like hey how do you position yourself on this one and it's just a simple tweak of the angle right it's a simple you know twist of the leg or shifting of the hips or even just like a turning in of of the arm various things sometimes even just looking in a certain direction will help you out and so i guess the long and short of it for this (laughs) this whole rant is that i very much enjoy rock climbing not because it's fun but also because it's improving my jujitsu and it also gets me off the mats. You know, I've said it many times before where sometimes I get in this mode where I'm just constantly on the mats and it's it's a bit of a detriment. So to be able to get off those mats and get on the crash pad mats for the rock climbing place and the bouldering place, it's definitely a huge help. Because I don't know if I've said this before, but it's a, it's a concept that I've, I've spoken of previously where... You know, if you want to get good at something, if you want to be like the the premise of it was was uh, to be a, a, a champion in jujitsu, right? If you want to be a world champion, you need to do two things. Number one and most important is to do it. If you want to be a jujitsu world champion, you need to get on the mats. You need to get some mat time. You need to get some reps in. You need to do your drills. You need to roll hard, roll often. That's big step number one. Step number two, nearly just as big, if only just a smidge, like a hair less important, is you need to get off the mats. You need to not do jiu-jitsu. Because just from listening to this few minutes here, I've already talked about all the amazing benefits of cross-training jiu-jitsu and rock climbing. If you can get off the mats and go to the to the walls, to the boulders, even go outdoors and just climb shit and climb it well, you will improve your jiu-jitsu. I wouldn't say significantly, but noticeably. Noticeably. If not for the body mechanics and the endurance and all the other stuff I've talked about, but just purely for the grip strength. That's important in and of itself. That'll be a, a huge improvement to your game. I mean... Even outside of rock climbing, something as simple simple as just going to, you know, a wrestling class every now and again, that's going to improve your jiu-jitsu. You're technically still on the mats, but you're doing some a different sport entirely. Now, for me personally, I think, you know, if you really want to improve your game, you should be doing that. 
But I think you should really consider actual cross training where you're cross training with other types of sports, right? Like you have this extreme, quote unquote, climbing sport, and then you have this grappling sport that you can put together and it's amazing benefits. But another thing that and I see this all the time with guys that train, guys that want to be world champs or, or you want to compete a lot. They're not putting in the hours for all the other things, for strength training, for road work. And what I mean by road work is, you know, going for runs that that in it by itself is, is already a major improvement, especially if you're running hard. Right. I'm not talking doing like a mile or two on a treadmill going at a decent pace. I'm talking about a nice, solid three to five mile run. Two, three, shit, even four times a week, your body will thank you for it. Your, your body will adjust and you'll get better conditioning, better stable state heart rate that, you know, a lot of people, they, they do this hit training, right? High intensity interval training. That's going to improve your, your conditioning for explosive movements. But for steady state, which I think is much more important in jiu-jitsu, you need that, right? You need lower, lower intensity, steady state training. Because sometimes, especially in a lot of different competitions, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be a situation where you're going to be rolling for a long-ass time. And you need to be able to pace yourself. You need to be able to understand where and how long you can go. Something as simple as just road work, just running, cycling. I have an assault bike, right? It's one of those air bikes where you're you're not just pedaling, but you're moving your hands as well. I do that. I try and do that every other day for, for you know, five, ten minutes. That's enough to already improve my physical conditioning that I've noticed at least in the past few months that I've been really been pushing at it. And that's a type of cross-training. Another type of cross-training that, that I do personally is some strength training, not, you know, lifting heavy weights. I don't actually do that because, again, you know, it's good for, like, that higher intensity stuff. But in my mind, I think it's more beneficial, especially for jiu-jitsu and not really other grappling arts. Other grappling arts like judo and wrestling, you're going to need that high explosiveness. I think it's better to do Olympic lifting for, for that type of stuff. But for jiu-jitsu specifically, I think it's more beneficial to do lower weights, higher reps with an intention of building a functional base, building bulletproofing your body, really, you know, a la Ben Patrick with uh, knees over toes, right? The knees over toes guys, he talks a lot about building a functional body that'll last long. That's what you need for jujitsu. I think it's a great compliment for really any, any sort of physical thing you do, any kind of sport you do, you know, maybe not everything he, he shows is, is good for everyone, but it's definitely a, a good place to start. And so, again, like, you know, and it doesn't just apply to being a world champion in jiu-jitsu. It could be anything, right? Whatever you want to be brilliant at, whatever you want to be great at, you need to do it for step one. And then you need to find, you need to not do it. You need to find something that complements it outside of that specific realm. You need to cross-train. Because that's going to be beneficial. You're going to get mixed results. You're going to get blended results. A lot of people hear mixed results and they think, oh, so it's not that good. It's kind of good and bad. No, mixed results in this case is, again, blended results is bringing it all together and combining those results into one cohesive unit. That's what you need. 
And that's the benefits of cross training. That's again one of the reasons, you know, that that's my whole physical regimen, I guess, is jujitsu. I try and do that two, three, maybe four times a week. Climbing, I try and do that, you know, twice a week, if not three times a week, if I if I really feeling good about it. You know, I'm doing my strength training routines, my my muscle building functional training routines four days a week. And then I'm doing some type of conditioning. I don't. I can't really do a lot of road work anymore, just because my my knees and my shitty neighborhood. But um, you know, some sort of conditioning. I'm I'm doing that as often as I can. And then even on top of that, another aspect of cross training that a lot of people don't consider is flexibility, mobility, recovery. That's a type of training because you're conditioning your body to be in certain positions to have certain mobility or flexibility to recover effectively and it's it's all things you need and again it doesn't just apply to jiu-jitsu you can use this concept for really anything you do um you just have to think uh think about what type of benefits you can get out of a related aspect of life right uh, something that you can do that's beneficial in a way something that complements it but either way you know i just wanted to uh get some thoughts out about you know, why I really like to rock climb. And I, I think I might do another one on this just to talk about it a little more, but we'll see. Uh, either way, thank you guys for listening. Have an amazing day. Get out there, get hungry, and good luck. <music>